Dying for Media. Just a little note to let you know that we will be talking about death in this series, and some names and information have been changed. Talking about death is never comfortable, but our goal is to make it less scary. So maybe give it a try and listen with care. Hi there. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I love when I get to see you. Good to see you. And I love when Frankie's here. I know. Look at him. He's so cute. He's already sleeping. I know. He's my so baby. settled. He knows what to do when we're doing the podcast. He's like, oh, this is when I get treats and I get to snug. And oh. I get scratches from people that I don't get scratches from all yeah, the time. He's just perfect. He's so, perfect. He's wonderful. This episode, I mean, it's more, it's so appropriate that Frankie is here and snoozing because this episode is for my dog people yep. out there. This is right? for dog people. And even if you're not a dog person after listening, you're going to agree that dogs are just way better than us. You know, the Pope declared that all dogs have souls, so they go to heaven. Pope Francis. How do, he de- how do you declare something? He just said it? He's the Pope. It? He can declare <laughs> whatever, whatever he the wants. He, wants. <laughs> <laughs> he said that? He like yeah. said it? Yeah. You know, Pope Francis chose that name, Francis, because um, St. Francis is the one that is the patron saint of animals, lovers. Oh. And Francis so was he the one. Francis is his yeah, because oh. he wanted to be a Franciscan, which is total, they just love... They're all about animals. Yeah. He went into the woods and he wanted to talk about God yeah. and love. And God said, you're not ready to talk to people yet. Go talk to the animals. And <laughs> once the animals start listening to you, then you're ready for people. That's what I would love to tell people in life. Like, go be with animals and then come back to me and we can have a yeah. conversation. If you, yeah. <laughs> if you can't deal with animals, don't don't come walking over to me because I don't want to talk to you. Don't come walking over to me. <laughs> When I see Frankie and when I do my like little dog sitting for my friends, it really makes me miss my dog. Uh, I think it's time. I know. I'm just like, oh, it's a, yeah. I just, I'm not ready yet. I get it. You're still, you're still grieving. I am still grieving that space. She was a very large St. Bernard. So the space that she left behind is just so large in my heart. And in your heart. But I, 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 I'm getting closer. I'm not there yet. That's maybe a lucky this dog. Episode, maybe after this. <laughs> That's a lucky dog. There's uh, some dog out there just like, mm, I know. Nikki, I keep please, thinking like please. they'll find me. Yeah. That dog will find its way to me. Yeah. Yeah. Or it'll show up on my damn front porch. Because I've had a couple of those where they find their way. <sighs> I had one that was dying, just getting, I knew she was getting ready to die. She yeah. had cancer. And we were walking in the rain and she pulled me in the rain. I was like, come on, come on, Martha. Come on, come on. And she stared through a, a fence and wouldn't stop staring. And I was like, what is going on? And so I looked into the fence and there was this pit bull curled up in the rain, freezing in a ball. Oh! And I was like, oh my God. I called my boyfriend at the time. We got to get this dog out of the rain. So he shows up and I was like, I put the other dogs in the house and then I grabbed this pit. I grabbed a big can of wet food. I fed her. I grabbed a big blanket and I got in the back of his car and I held her. Oh my gosh. And I I brought her to the North Valley shelter and I dropped her there and I was just bawling. I'm like, let her keep the blanket. I'm just, and she was just looking at me as I drove away. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I kept dreaming about her. And then two days later, Martha died. And I said, she picked that dog out for me. That's what she wanted me to have that dog. (laughs) And so I got in the car and I drove to that shelter. It was almost closed. And I got in there and I was like, there's a pit bull. I brought it in two days ago and he, they're like, there's all pit, everyone's a pit bull. What do you, what do you want? And I'm like, 
can I just look? Because I, I think I'm supposed to have this dog. And I, they brought me into the rooms, and she was in the first kennel. Oh, just waiting. And just looking at me. Yep. And I said, give me that dog. And she went home with you. <laughs> oh. I'm Nikki Boyer, and my friend Reverend Peggy has helped guide nearly 2,000 people through their last moments of life on Earth. Emotional, beautiful, peculiar, supernatural, shocking. These are those stories. This is Near Death. Have you always been a dog person? Yes, I've always been a dog person. And we always, I mean, we were around animals. It was just, you know, Minnesota, there's just more animals. But then once I got out of my home and I was on as an adult, I was like, I am going to have animals always. No way can I go without animals. And that's when I just started like... You know, I first got a cat, and then I got a dog. And that's when you and then... opened up the Chaplain Peggy <laughs> shelter of love <laughs> at your house. The doggy hospice. I always got old ones, you know. Um, I've always had older dogs intentionally because they know who they are. You know what Ooh, I'm saying? Ooh, that's a good point. So Bernadette was my St. Bernard that I lost not that long ago. Yeah. And before Bernadette, I had Gertrude, oh, who was- Great names. Huge, giant, great Dane. She was 220 pounds. She was giant. She's like three times your yeah, size. And I loved her. And um, I just love having animals in my life because yes. I think they soften me. They're my place to land. I was- in a really bad place when Bernadette died. Because I was like, who can I call? All my friends are amazing. Oh, Peggy. I was like, I need some Peggy. Um, And when I lost Bernadette, you told me something that comforted me more than anything else. And uh, it helped me understand why I was having such a hard time. Mm -hmm. But you said this to me. You texted this. You said, oh, sweet Nikki, the grief with the loss of your beloved dog is so deep because dogs occupy a space in your heart that is untouchable by anything else. It's pure, sweet love, completely unconditional. So grieve my friend and know that you are loved. But thank you for that text because I go back to that. And I was like, bonus of having a chaplain friend. (laughs) (laughs) And I know how much you love your pets. They get us through really challenging times that sometimes humans just can't grasp. Like it's just an unconditional soulful connection. And I went through so much with Bernie with Mm -hmm. loss and grief and sadness and joy and some real big life moments. And um, when she died, we we put her down and she actually passed it home on my um, little living room rug. And I just can't even stand it right now because before Bernie died, I'm just like thinking about the visuals of giving her her steak. I gave her some chocolate cake and... oh. I just wanted to lay her to rest in her in her favorite things. I For wanted sure. her to be in her favorite blanket, in her favorite part of the room. You walked her home in a beautiful way. That was exactly what she needed. You know, I um thanks for saying that because I sometimes wonder like, should I have done, you know, could I have done this? And I think it's interesting that when we have these conversations about our pets, like we are so open about our pets' deaths, but we're not as open about our human deaths in our life. <laughs> Don't they teach? They teach us, I guess. They teach us, yeah. And it's so hard because we have the the amazing privilege of ending suffering. Yes, with them, we have this huge decision, right? It's put on us, and it's really intense for people. But it's also what a gift that we can do that. 
for them, right? I think we dog people kind of get this. Yeah. On a real spiritual human level, human, even though they're dogs, but you know what I mean? Like we really get this sort of graceful exit of, of, of listening to them, paying attention to them, giving them exactly what they need. And the most important is ending ending the suffering and doing it. Yeah. Why don't we do this with people? Why are we... I know. Why don't we do this with people? I know. And it's so hard. And I think the beauty in dogs, though, is that they do tell us. You know, they let us know, I think. And we have to listen just like we do with anybody, like really, really listen and get out of our way, even though it's really hard because it's like, I don't want them to, I don't want Frankie to ever leave me. I know, gosh. You know, and he's, this is not a young dog. Just because he's gorgeous doesn't mean he's not old, (laughs) you know, and it's that thing. And I, every time I adopt a dog, I have a talk with them and I say, this is it. This is your forever home. I love you. I'm going to make sure you're cared for, you're fed. They all get fat when they live with me, all that (laughs) stuff. And then I say, and I want you to promise me you're going to tell me when you want me to walk you home. And I will. Oh, I love, I'm going to steal that from you. They totally look at you and they get it. You're like, I got this. We were like, is it too soon? Is it too late? You know, we're like doing Absolutely. that. Like, Absolutely. What if, what if I do it now? And then he had like another six months and he was fine. Or, oh no, I waited. And now it's, you know, there's so much pain. And, I, uh, and we do that with ourselves and we question because it's such an incredible responsibility yeah. to Ooh, make that decision. It's so heavy. It's so heavy. When Bernadette was dying, I called, I called Dr. Steve, who is my amazing loving vet. And I said, I just don't, I don't think she's ready just yet. Her, her back legs were paralyzed. Yeah. She couldn't get anywhere. She was not sleeping well, but like her face was still like yeah. there with me, right? Like locked in and I kept looking for that look in her eyes. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't there. And so I called Dr. Steve and I said, I need your help. I don't know what to do. She's not giving me that look. And he just kind of, <sighs> Nikki, because mm. Nikki... Bernadette's the kind of dog that's never going to be done. She's never going to look at you and tell you she's done. She's always going to keep finding a way to love you. She didn't want to leave you. So you have to let her know that it's time because her body is failing. So she's never going to look at you like that. She's not that kind of dog. And I was like, okay, thank you. (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, looking back, all the signs were there. It was time, but I kept waiting for that look in her eyes and she never gave it to me. And that's the hard part I because know. we have to be the the incredible, loving, you know, parent or guide, really yeah. a spirit guide for them yep. to let them go back home. Yeah. But I was just so honored to give her that transition to death that was peaceful and graceful and with love. And so... Right, because we don't always get that gift, right? Like no. the things we've talked about, some some people don't get the gift of being able to walk the person they love home or be with them, you yeah. know? And I had one of my dogs um, died. He was a bulldog corgi. His name was Ronner, after Carl Ronner, the theologian, who I name <laughs> all my dogs after theologians. <laughs> Carl Ronner, because he talked, rah, 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 and Carl Ronner writes sentences that are like, Two paragraphs. Okay, Ronner. Um, yeah, really heavy sledding to read his theology. So I named him Ronner, and I took him to the vet, and and he was going to get an X-ray, and I was going to go run to this ninety-nine cent store actually because that's very glamorous. <laughs> that's my non-bouche, and I was going to come back and get him, and they called me and said that he had coded. Oh, during no. the X-ray, and he died. Oh, 
And I was like, oh, I didn't get the chance. It was horrible. And they, they did CPR on him and everything. And oh, I walked buddy. in and they were both, you know, he was crying. The tech was crying and stuff. And I just was like, you know, uh, just on him, bawling. As yeah. you know, it's just like, yep. it's like the most guttural cry. Oh, Peggy. So <laughs> that that was a really hard one. And I didn't get to, you know, do all the things I do. You know, I yeah. go to In-N-Out Burger and get him a milkshake and a double-double and all that stuff when I have my dogs, when I know that they're going to... Yeah, you didn't get any of I that. do the whole thing like you did with Bernie. You know, you do all that care. And so I... That I didn't have a dog for just a little bit after that. I knew I was going to get dogs. I'm out, I have to. There's right. no option. I'll be like 100 with like dogs. <laughs> and and um, so my friend who works in rescue had texted me or called me and said, I have a bonded pair for you that I think that would be a perfect match. And like, gosh, I'm not sure if I'm ready. And then she told me the story about these two. And I was like, oh, okay, I have to meet them. So I named them, I did eventually adopt them, but the story leading is so cute. But I named them Dietrich and Luther. So uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the theologian from <laughs> from World War II. I love He's that you a, say this, like, like I'm supposed to know. Well, I'm like, you, oh, yeah. I, yeah I, I'm, I'm talking to you, like, like <laughs> theology. For, like he, he wanted, he was this big pacifist guy, but a bunch of theologians got together to kill Hitler. Oh. And he was incredible. And they all got caught. And he got put in prison, and he wrote some of the most beautiful theology while he was in prison. And then when the war ended, they uh, he was supposed to be freed, and they hung him anyway because they're just you know that's how right. the Nazis roll. So, so Dietrich had some so shoes Dietrich to fill. had some okay. shoes to fill, um, but he was this big, strong, gentle because he kind of fit the the you know story. Yeah. Um, and then Luther, Martin Luther, started the. Protestant Reformation. We all know of Lutherans. Okay. So those are the guys. <laughs> That's the team. So she told me that these two dogs had been bonded and they were um, on the streets together, right? And oh. it was like a like a little Disney story. Like Luther's this little mini pin pug mix, probably 20 pounds, and Dietrich's an 80-pound pit bull. Oh. And oh, so what a cute little a duo. Lab, yeah, cute. Walking around the streets, you know grabbing leftover sandwiches or whatever they could live oh, off of. Nice. And that they got picked up by animal control and they got brought to the shelter. Okay. And then they got adopted out separately. Aww. So they, I know they got separated. And then uh, I guess a couple months or a year later or something, there they were again on the streets. They found each other. Wait a minute. And yes. They got adopted to separate separate homes. Separate homes. Ended up back on the street. Back on the streets together. Shut yes. your <laughs> mouth. They were so meant to be they were together. Smart. They were like, hey, dude, hey, hey, come on, it's me, let's go. Like, they, maybe they broke out. I don't what? know, but what a story. <gasps> and then they're like walking down the street together, and Dietz is like, you know, he's the muscle, and Luther's the brains. And they just kind of take care. Luther finds food, and Dietrich <laughs> protects everybody. And so they were, ended up in the shelter, like way out North Valley or somewhere. Then she's like... You have to meet them. And I was like, I don't know. And then she said, I'm going to go get them and bring them to you. And she brought them to me. And they, you know, they jumped out of the car. And I was like, oh, forget That's it. You were done. Yeah. Come on. You're home. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. And I just was in love with both of them. And they oh. told me that Dietrich basically had like three months. He was basically hospice. He had congestive heart failure and all this stuff. And his his hair was falling off oh, and he was all crookedy and, you know. Uh, and he, le- he lived for two years. He lived for of two years. Of course he did. And that right? just shows you, you know, yes. love. 
love and care can extend a life and just Absolutely. make a better outcome. I mean, I'm talking like in the hospital, but you know, no, like I a mean, better quality of life. It's I've heard so many stories about these yes. hospice pets that are yes. brought into a situation and you think they're going to die in a few months. And then three years later, they're like, they're like doing I'm great. Good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm good. It just goes to show you that feeling safe Yes. And loved can extend your life. And Absolutely. Just, it's right there. There's the proof. Especially so, safe. I know. Because they're not scrapping and eating an old peanut butter and jelly sandwich or whatever. Yeah, you know, they're, they're getting like, like, you know, snacks and hand well, they're getting treats and from Peggy <laughs> off the grill. <laughs> That's how I roll with my dogs. Um, I just love that they landed in your arms. I love that they found each other and then found you. You know, and he was the sweetest pit bull. I mean, he was just... A love bug. You know, he would come and flop on me like he was 10 pounds and he was 80, you know. And I'd hold him until my legs went numb and then I'd say, you have to get off me. It was so oh. great. I loved them. So they were just, you know, and like Bernie, they went through so much with me. And I just got this big job at a, this amazing hospital and they were kind of my, yeah. you know. Your soft place to land. My soft place to yeah. land. And, you know, it's, I always say, if you don't believe in God, get a dog. Right. Okay, so Deets. Like little, what did you call him? Dietrich. Deets. Deets. Okay, Deets. Deets or Deets. Give me the Deets on Deets. Give me the Deets on Deets. So it was a really profound death for, it was incredible because I was waiting for him to tell me. He was now on so many meds and stuff, but he was just so full, like you say with Bernie, it was like he was just so full of joy, you know, and he was getting really loppy. He'd run and, you know, trip and stuff like that. And, um, so it was one day I was getting ready to go to the hospital. I had a really huge meeting that day, this really important. I was starting this program for residents. And Dietrich just walked into the bathroom while I was getting ready and looked at me and he was like, no. And he was, you know, he panted a little bit anyway, but he gave me the look. And he just stood there and I was like, oh, buddy, really? Okay. You and just he just knew. stood and I was like, are you telling me? Is this, is this what you're telling me? Is it today? He's like, <sighs> and he just stood there. And then I said, okay, I, I get it. This is today. And so I called my boss and I was like, I know I had this big meeting and I'm so sorry, but my dog's going to die today. Oh. And so um, I called this wonderful vet that comes to your home and I said, I, I think this is it, and I really want to honor him. I don't want it to get worse. And she's like, I can get there at five. So I, th- I had the day. Okay. So I actually, like, put all this stuff out in the living room, blankets and pillows. Mm-hmm. We cuddled out there, and I brought him with me in the car, and I went and got him a bunch of cheeseburgers. And I was just yep. like, eat whatever you want, buddy. And I was just rolling into him. And crying and praying and thanking him. And Luther's there the whole time, right? Luther's there. It's his buddy. Yeah, they were like the, the they, inseparable duo. Inseparable duo. And then five o'clock comes. And that's that, ugh, I, you know, when they that, say, oh, dang. Oh. You, you know, it's coming, but it's like, no. You know, it's here they are. And she was lovely. She was so pastoral and so sweet. And he had this huge bed, and Luther's right there. I had one of my buddies with me who loved the dogs, who was is not like he's, he's a big atheist, not believer in anything and all this stuff, right? And he's just bawling already. <laughs> and um, I was sitting there petting him, and she's, she's like, are you ready? And I'm like, no. 
I mean, how do you say you're ready? And then um, I said, I just want to do a little ritual for him. So I took out holy water and I anointed him, basically. I, I leaned into him and I took his head and I said, thank you so much for choosing me. I love you. This has been incredible. You know, and I said, you know, you're going to go to heaven now and then we'll all see you again. And Luther was right there. Like, just right there. I'm going to be with my buddy. I'm right here. Yep. And he was sitting on his little butt, just looking right at Dietz, you know. And I was like, I want him here. They Absolutely. have been through everything together. All of it. He needs to be here for this moment. So <sighs> then um, she gave him the first one to relax him, you know, that first one to yeah. relax him. And he, did, he didn't even gasp or nothing. Yeah. You know, it was amazing. And then Luther's just staring right at his face right there. And then she goes, okay, here's the second one. And she did it. And I was just petting him and I kept thanking him and kissing him and stuff. And then she said, okay, he's gone. Oh, he's uh. gone. I said, okay. And then Luther stared at Dietrich, like just stared at him for a minute. And then he took his little head and he looked slowly all the way up to the ceiling. And then he took his little head and he looked slowly all the way up to the ceiling. And he was following the spirit. He looked all the way up to the ceiling. And for like 10 seconds, I'm not kidding, Nikki, like 10 seconds, just stared at the ceiling. And then there was a window to the right in the room. And he looked over to the window and stared at the window for like another 10 seconds. And then he looked down. And then he turned his body 180 degrees. So his back was facing Diedrich. And he just looked out. And he was like... He knew... He had followed the spirit. He knew he was gone. And that was just the shell now. And I was like, oh my God. You know, all three of us, my friend and the doc were completely silent watching this. We couldn't believe it. And I looked at her and I said, did you see that? She goes, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh. He was watching. He witnessed the spirit leave. Leave his body. And my friend was like, oh my God. <laughs> he was just freaking out. Oh. And we were, and I was like, Luther, buddy. And I was just petting, like, oh, good boy. Thanks for walking him home, oh good boy. Gosh. And I was like, you saw the spirit, didn't you, buddy? And then she came in with a gurney, you know, to take him back out to her truck. And and Luther, like, she put him on the gurney, and he stood there like a little honor walk, oh, like gosh. a little pallbearer. <laughs> and he walked really intentionally next to the body all the way out. He walked back in the house. He lay down on the floor and just started his grieving process. He was sad. But I'll tell you what, Luther did not look for him once. Because he knew exactly where he was. He knew where he was. Isn't that? Oh, I'll never forget that as long as I live. It was so beautiful. And I was like, Luther gave me a gift. Right. Luther gave me the gift of confirming even though I'm super convicted in it, you can never be confirmed enough 
that your dog's in heaven. And he totally did for me. And I was like, thanks, Luth. Baba. What a beautiful experience to have. How about your your agnostic friend? What did he have to say? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, wow. You know what? He's actually not anymore. (laughs) and And he would say that actually was one of the biggest thing that made him realize there's yeah. something that they do go to heaven and there is something beyond this world. Well, I love the Will Rogers quote that I, oh, it just makes, it makes me laugh because it's so true. And it, it's, if there are no dogs in heaven, then when I die, I want to go where they went. Yes. Wherever that and, is. And, yeah. care. Where is that? If there's <laughs> no dogs in heaven, what's the point? <laughs> What's the point? If I get to heaven, I love that we call it heaven, like it's some destination. But when I get to wherever I'm going, um, mandatory before check-in, I'll be like, where are the dogs? Where are the dogs? <laughs> um, I always laugh with my husband. Um, I joke, but it's really not a joke. But I did it like if the house was on fire, I'm like, sorry, going to get the dog first. <laughs> love all the humans that are in my life, but going straight Absolutely. for my dog. Like, are you are- kidding me? <laughs> It's like, Absolutely. Oh. It's just pure and it's unconditional. And it's like, just, it's, it's unlike, well, you said it to me when you texted me, it's unlike any other love that you have. The pureness of them and their love, I think brings out the best of who we are. Totally. That's why I say when people are like, I want to look at spirituality, I want to understand what's bigger and all that stuff. I said, well, then that get a dog yeah. to start the journey. Get a dog. Don't, you know, don't get baptize or go run or whatever. <laughs> go and don't say a dog. <laughs> don't go convert yourself into something. Just go get a dog. And I love that the like, chaplain <laughs> is being like, you want to get baptized? That's cute and all. Go get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little dramatic to go I do that. <laughs> Just do this. Look at him. Oh. Just look in the eyes of that. But I'm serious what I tell you. Yes. Like if, if this he place comes. was on fire, I love you, Peggy. But Frankie and I are out the door and he's not even my dog. I would take care of Frankie. Because they take they take, they take care, care of, of us. us. Yep. And sometimes kids do the same thing. Mm. Um, kids and dogs, they're just so pure, you know, and they have that incredible connection to us. And, and I see kids that um, do the best they can to prepare their parents oh, medically. Yeah. You know, they, they, they send them dreams. They have this kind of supernatural prep, whatever they can possibly do to help prepare their parents um, for when they die. And um, guiding their family however they can, just like the doggies oh, do. God, I, I know. And I, it makes me think of um, this little therapy dog, this little Yorkie that uh, helped this little boy die. And oh, was gosh, Maggie. So sorry. <laughs> You're going to kill me here. We oh, have toddlers honey. and dogs. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's really beautiful, though. Okay. It's so beautiful, and it'll make you love dogs even more. Okay. Okay. So hold your heart. <laughs> so, Peggy, do you get to work with the therapy dogs in the hospital? Yeah. Oh, that's a dream. Oh. That's a dream. <laughs> I actually would be the worst at this job if I were you, because I would just, like, I was at the suicide hotline where I was on yes, the call for too long. Yes. And my, my supervisor would be like, wrap it up, wrap it up. And I'd be like, hold on, there's a dog. I would get in <laughs> so much trouble. Because um, oh. I'm always the person at the party. who's like, hi, everyone. Nice to see you. And then I'm oh, in the corner with the me dog. Me too. Okay. Me too. So how do you do it at the hospital <laughs> when dogs are there? How do you, like, how do you, how do you stay they focused? All know, they all know I love the dogs. Yeah. I do the doggy blessing, the annual blessing of the animals. That's my gig. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. Of course it is. I ain't never going to share that one. <laughs> Back off. Yeah, I love I love it. And, and a lot of them will stop by my office and say hi when they come in. Oh. They're so great. And then I put referrals in for them. Like I get referrals, they get referrals. The dogs? Yeah. Oh, the dogs. God. I love so they're this. like, go to this person, da, 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 you know? So they do rounds like you do. They, yeah, they go around. They go around and see people, and um, pediatrics is a big one because, of course, you know, what what is so loving and wonderful and makes kids smile than this big unconditional love, you know? I know. It's so cute. The story I want to share with you about this little boy and this dog. Okay. All right. Hold your heart. (laughs) So there was this adorable little boy. He was like two years old and I followed him for a long time. And he just had, um, you know, just was born with a bunch of problems and he couldn't have been sweeter. And his mom was uh, just a great loving mom, you know, just with him all the time. And he always responded to dogs. So we knew he, he wanted a dog and she couldn't get one right in the home for a lot of reasons for him. Right. And he loved all the therapy dogs that would come. He just... He'd light up and, you know, say, doggy, doggy. Like he would go at them and all that cute stuff. It came to a point where this little boy was going on hospice. There wasn't any more things Mm -hmm. that we could do. And and I was there and mom was there and there was some more family. I think the grandparents were there. And uh, mom was on the bed with him. And a therapy dog came in, this little Yorkie with his handler. And this guy, it was not his shift. It wasn't his day to come in, but he had told me that he felt compelled. Something within him moved him. And he said, I'm going to go in today and see this little boy. And so I know, isn't that amazing? Talk about supernatural signs. Totally told him to come in. So the, the little kid was really fragile, you know, and they were very concerned about keeping him pain-free, which of course is what we were doing. And, and, um, also, because that he was fragile, they were a little wondering, should the Yorkie go on the bed? Because that's where the, the little dog would always go and just lay with him, you know. And the dog comes in like a dog, just, you know, dog energy and all that <laughs> stuff. And that's what I love about dogs. Right, Frankie? Look at him looking at me. He is. Because they adjust to whatever you need. And therapy dogs are amazing. So he comes in with Yorkie energy, which is, can be very intense, Right. And the nurse is like, it's okay. Let's see how it works. Because the mom really wanted the, the little boy to have that dog. Oh, And yeah. so they put the little boy right on the bed by him. And that little Yorkie just went into totally adjusted to exactly what that kid needed. The energy calmed down. Mm-hmm. He nuzzled like into his armpit. Mm-hmm. And the mom put the arm, the little boy's arm around the Yorkie. And the Yorkie snuggled into his neck and he was kissing him and nudging him with his nose. And the mom petted him, took the hand of the little boy because at that point he wasn't really able to move his hand very much. And she petted the, the dog with the little boy's hand and you could watch the blood pressure just go lower and calm and calm. And the little boy's like, Hmm. Oh. Hmm. He was doing like little happy sounds. And the more he did that, the more the dog just sort of moved in really gentle and was just like kissing the side of his face and moving in. And it was absolutely amazing. And the nurse was like, to the mom's like, if it's too much, we'll take him off. And she's like, no, no, no. He loves this. He's so happy. He loves this. 
And so the mom was like, you know, petting the boy too. And the dog just stayed exactly where it needed to stay and did all of that stuff. And then we were all watching this process just going, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And then the blood pressure fell, 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 fell. And the little boy died with the dog right there. And then the dog, like the nurse said, okay, I think he's gone. And the dog just kind of leaned in and like snuggled him a little bit more and then kind of walked away and moved away from the boy because the mom was just coming in, right? And so the dog kind of got up and sort of walked a little bit and then the, the handler picked him up and the mom, you know, fell into the boy and just, oh, you know, my baby and kissed him and cried and everything. But it was very gentle. It wasn't, it was sort of this whole beautiful the just nuanced, gentle moment, and everyone had been preparing for as much as possible, and right. the little boy prepared mom as much as possible, and then this dog just was this glorious, divine, beautiful, tender intervention in this whole process of this boy dying. Oh my gosh, Maggie. The mom um, got up, and she came over, and she took the dog. <laughs> And she just kissed this dog and she said, thank you, thank you, thank you for helping my boy. And, um, and then she hugged the volunteer and just kissed him, you know, oh. just kissed him on the cheek. And he, he was like, it's my privilege. I'm so glad I came in, you know. And then she went back to her boy and um, I just checked on him and I said, are you Okay. Yeah. You know, this is above and beyond. I mean, I love volunteers like crazy. And I was like, this is above and beyond that you didn't, you know. And he said, no, this is good. This is good. I'm okay. I'm glad I could be here. Oh. And then um, I did a little prayer on, over the boy, you know. And the handler and the Yorkie and I all walked out of the room. And he put the dog down. And the dog just became a dog. <sighs> He's just like, okay, come on. And he just started walking and he was just ready for a cookie and he's just completely dog again. He's like, I'm back. I'm All back. right, here. I'm I back. did my job. I did my service. I'm sure that was his martini patient that for the was- day. He's like, I'm done. He's like, give me some treats. It was his biscuit patient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just knew that he knew exactly what his job was. He, knew exactly he was he was like Reverend Peggy. He was like you. Oh, he was much cuter than me. <laughs> <laughs> much sweeter oh, than me. Oh gosh. Yeah, it was just stunning, you know, and I can, this is such a long time ago. And now I, as I was retelling this, it kind of flashed to me, like that dog has probably passed at this point, Oh, you know? Yeah. This was 15 years ago or something. Yeah. Um, and I hope he got a welcome from that kiddo. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hope that kiddo came waddling over, you know, the little <laughs> two-year-old waddle and picked up that little dog. So I just, I just think that shows us there's so much depth and inner life and spiritual connection and incredible gifts that dogs are that we can't even touch. We can't, we can't even know, you know, the depth of them, of their <laughs> souls. I want to say something very profound here, but <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. 
That's what I want, Pegs, when I cross over. Oh, I God, want yeah. my Great Dane, Bernie my St. Bernard, Brown. a leg on each of them, riding them into the sunset. <laughs> like, I don't know, fireflies and butterflies and treats. And that's all I oh, want. Me too. Does this make me sound like a weirdo? Like that? No. They, they, when I think of crossing over, of course I want to see my dad. Of course I want to see my uncle. Of course I want to see my Mima. Of course. Yeah. But like the first I think of is like, <laughs> come to me. Where are my sweet puppies? Like, yes. so- I'm like, is Jesus first or the dogs? <laughs> oh my God. I'm in so much trouble with this. But no, I'd be like, Jesus. Yay. <laughs> right? I want like a kiss on the cheek yeah. and a nice hug. And then I want the dogs. <laughs> All of them. And the cats will be like, you know. <laughs> Come to me. You come to me. Oh, my God. That's funny. (laughs) Are we weird? No, we're great. Okay. All right. (laughs) Do you have a soulmate dog, Pegs? Well, Frankie's right here looking at me. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? You better say Frankie. (laughs) He's listening. (laughs) He's literally staring you down. You're my baby. I say you are the most amazing little dog living. <laughs> living. Look at him. He's like, I'm coming in. <laughs> He's I'm literally walking in. toward you. Oh, he Oh, honey. So are, are we just sticking with that answer because Frankie's I'm st- here? I'm sticking with that answer. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll ask you sometime when Frankie's not here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Looking at he's looking at you like, am I your soulmate? I need to know right now. <laughs> Bernie was definitely my soulmate dog. Yeah, she was. Um, I don't know. She was. She just got me. She was just always there in the way that I needed her. She made me laugh when I hated people. When I'd yep. be like, oh my god, I hate everyone today, and yep. then I'd be like, but I love my dog. She yep. was the best. And you know, um, I actually think I had a vet. Another vet. I had two vets in my life that were amazing: Doctor Steve and then Doctor Kevin. I know Doctor Steve. He's, you, great. Is, yeah, he's the he's one who great. told me that Bernie would never be ready to go. So just to stop waiting for her to give you the look, right? But Doctor Kevin um, would come to my house once a week and give Bernie um, acupuncture. Yes, I know that sounds crazy bougie, but she really needed it for her spine and her yeah. legs, and it helped yeah, her a lot. Acupuncture is awesome. So he spent a, a lot of time fan. with her. So when he came, and he he was the doctor that that put her to rest. And oh God, when he showed up, he had the sage and he was burning the sage and he put his hands over Bernie and um, he works at the zoo. I mean, he works with all oh of these gosh. animals. He's amazing. And um, he got really kind of quiet and I thought, oh, what's happening here? And he said, um, may I say a prayer? And we were like, please, of course. And he said, I will never forget this. He said, of all the creatures I have cared for, Bernadette, I have loved you the most. Oh. And then he put the injection and with the second injection and right. she, she went. Oh my gosh. And it was just oh. such a beautiful blessing. But I, I was like, oh, he, oh, he, she's his soulmate dog too. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, she's got she's soulmates. Yours. You like, have to share her soul with many. <laughs> Which I was so fine with because oh. she was just a really special creature. So yeah, we have, oh we have soulmate dogs. Oh, for sure. hundred <sighs> percent. You know, it's just, it's really powerful, Nikki, especially when human connections are challenging for people. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had, I've had certain patients 
many patients actually that were much more concerned with seeing their soulmate dog than any human dad, yeah, mom, spouse, right. anything like that. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to tell you one of my favorite dog soulmate stories with the patient. I'm in. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. This, this woman, um, she's a super loner, not really connected to family or friends very much, you know. Um, and she had had a lot of dogs and she was showing me all the different photos of the dogs, but she was like, this one, this is my soulmate dog. Oh. And it was like a little mixed kind of mutt kind of thing, like 15 pounds or whatever. It was adorable as they all are. And um, she was dying and I would come and see her and talk about dogs and everything. And, and the day that she died, she said, I hope the first thing that happens is I get to see Buford, her little, her little Buford. Mutt, Buford. Isn't that cute? Oh, yes. Buford. Big name for a little dog. And that's a really common thing. Like a lot of people say that, like they can't wait to see their exactly. dogs. I mean, I pray with them and say that. Right. Das, asking God to please send the dog angels, please send the dogs. And so she's, she's in the process and she's kind of getting to that point where, you know, you would start to see the people come to, to bring you home, you know, angels and all mm-hmm. those things. And she started feeling and seeing Buford. And she was talking, saying her baby was with her. My baby's here, my baby's here. And that it was like an incredible mime when you see them pantomiming something mm-hmm. and you can actually see what they're pretending is there. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. She, the dog, like the way she was holding this dog that I could not see, but could absolutely 100, 100% believe the dog was there because of the way she was. Oh. It was like the dog was kissing her face and she was holding it. And that was just the best confirmation for me. I was so happy. And she slowly passed with that dog angel. For sure the dog was there. The whole process, the dog was there. Oh my God, I cannot think of Isn't a more cool? beautiful death. Good dog. Love what this. a good dog. I really do want that. I know. Oh God, me too. If I'm lucky enough. Big old enough, Bernie all over your right? tiny, your tininess. <laughs> I want her to lay on my entire chest. And just... So I can curl into her. Oh, gosh. That's the best. And I want to smell her, like, sour breath. I know, that old lady breath. Yep. And, like, (laughs) feel her fur on my face. Oh. Yeah, the big nose. All of it. It's dream. It's perfect. What a beautiful way to go. Oh, that sweet woman got such... Yeah. That was really cool. And you got to see it. I got to see it. And I remember uh, the hospice nurse is a huge dog freak just like us. And I remember talking to her later going, you know, that dog was there. And she's like, oh, I believe it for sure. <sighs> like there was, there was no question, but it was just stunning. It was such a treat for me. I was like, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for that little, yeah. thanks for that one. I love this episode. I love this too. <gasps> it's so good. And I do, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about Bernie. When I get to talk about her and bring her to life with stories and words, I'm like, I just feel close to her. So thanks oh, for letting me talk about her today. I'm so glad that you could. Oh, girl. Oh, damn I need dogs. a drink. <laughs> damn dogs, man. <laughs> really? Yup. <laughs> Wait, isn't that funny? I mean, that's the, the silly thing that people say all the time, yeah. which is dog is just 
God's build backwards. That's right. <laughs> That's all it is. That's right. <laughs> it totally is. I know. I think I need to go adopt a dog is really what the moral of the story is here. And yes. Just thanks for always having these just heartfelt, open, beautiful conversations with me. Oh, I love you so thank much. Thank you. I love you too, Nikki. And Frankie. Frankie, Frankie, I love you. We love you, buddy. So let's do our martini milk. toast today to, yes. to Gertrude and mm-hmm. Bernadette mm-hmm. and Dietrich and Luther yeah. and to all the dogs, all the dogs that are waiting for us. Oh, amen. Cheers. Amen. Cheers, hon. Mmm. Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> Hey, we super appreciate you listening today. We do. And if you happen to have a story or you want to share your thoughts, just shoot me a DM at Nikki Boyer on Instagram. And if you like our show, give us a rating and a review. It really helps other people find our show. And follow us wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, Near Death has bonus content where we get a little more personal at our martini after party. So join us. For that bonus content, subscribe to Lemonada Premium and Apple Podcasts. In addition to all of the content you'll get from our show, you can also unlock an array of bonus content from all the other Lemonada shows. Check out the free trial of Lemonada Premium today in the Apple Podcast app by clicking on the little lemon logo in the middle of the screen. Near Death is a Dying for Media production. New episodes drop every Wednesday. The show is hosted by Reverend Peggy and me, Nikki Boyer. Producer is Katie Amanda Keen. Tommy Fields is head of audio for Dying for Media. Nikki Boyer and Kevin Sabi are executive producers for Dying for Media. Executive producer is Reverend Peggy. Ad sales and distribution by Lemonada Media. And for more information on today's episode, make sure to check out our show notes. And thanks again for hanging out with us today. We appreciate you. See you next time.